This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The weather forecast continues to provide abundant rainfall to most of Brazil's growing areas. Central parts of the Mato Grosso will receive up to 4 inches this week, with most of the state receiving between 1 to 3 inches. Paraná won't likely get as much planting done this week as they're scheduled to receive the bulk of the rainfall, with many areas exceeding 4 inches and some spots receiving up to 10. Even Rio Grande do Sol, which has been leaning toward the drier side of things, will receive 1 to 3 inches in some of the most parched areas of the state. But yet again, as we move west into neighboring Argentina, rainfall seems to dissipate, with light showers covering most of their growing areas. Some areas could still expect to see an inch of rain this week, but that won't get them very far, considering how dry they've been. While these rains would be positive, the longer-term weather outlook still shows southern Brazil and Argentina staying dry. La Nina weather forces indicate they'll build later into October and early November, very similar to last year. This will have wide-ranging impacts beyond crop production to freight and logistical costs as well. The Paraná River levels dropped last year, forcing ships to carry lighter loads, as well as to use more costly truck transportation. This will likely occur again yet this season if dry weather continues. Roughly 80% of Argentina's grain production travels down the Paraná River out of the Port of Rosario in some form. The Port of Rosario is the second largest ag port in the world, beat only by New Orleans. The state of Paraná is roughly 20% complete with soybean planting, and Amado Grosso is approaching 10% complete. Farmers got their planters in the field and are anxious to make progress. The only thing slowing them down now is the heavy rainfall. The highest amount of rainfall my son has ever experienced in Brazil was over 20 inches in a single month. He says that it rained nearly every day for 27 days straight in the month of November that year. Then in December it turned dry, so essentially if you were not finished planting by November 1st, which nobody was in his state, then you're going to finish planting late. There was a huge difference in crop stages that year from where they started to where they finished. They currently plan to start planting corn on my son's wife's family farm in Minas Gerais next week. Minas Gerais is the largest producing state of first crop corn, but does not start nearly as early as the states in the south. He is going to head down there later this month to catch some of the planting. Brazil still has about 15 million metric ton or 550 million bushels of unsold old crop soybeans left until the January harvest arrives. As the presidential elections are taking place this month, it has caused some volatility in the Brazilian reel, initially weakening it to around 540, but with the first round of presidential elections over with, the currency snapped back to 517 this week. The world is running low on coffee. Conab released their estimates on the 2022 coffee crop last month, showing lower crop production estimates. While production is expected to be up 5% from last year, which saw drought and frost severely impair the Brazilian coffee crop, the season's rebound was not nearly as high as originally expected. Conab estimates the crop at 50.3 million bags compared to 53.4 million in March. At one time, the crop was pegged at almost 56 million bags. Coffee stocks are drawing down to the lowest levels in over 20 years. As coffee is a perennial crop, the abundant rainfall in Minas Gerais and Sao Paulo is already benefiting them for the next season. 
Brazil held presidential elections this past Sunday. Lula came in with just over 48% and President Bolsonaro at 43.5. Brazil will hold a second runoff election the end of this month as neither of them earned the necessary 50% to win in the first round. One item that stuck out is while Lula came in slightly ahead, it was not near as much as what earlier polls had suggested. All the major polling had shown Lula ahead by approximately 10% when he won by only 45 That's still a hefty margin, but not as much as it was thought to be. The election in Brazil has been extremely divisive, and it is likely that the final runoff will be even closer. Similar to that in the United States, Brazilian farmers have leaned more conservative, supporting President Bolsonaro in his campaign for re-election. My son was asked this week if he was concerned about traveling to Brazil amidst any potential civil unrest from the elections. His response was that nobody had yet incited a riot, invaded the Capitol building, killing police officers while attempting to intimidate and impede minorities from voting, all in an attempt to overturn the election result. Of course, he was referring to the country of Rwanda and their civil unrest there in the 1980s. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.